Hello and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast be of California. It's the Doctor Death Danger Radio Show. Yeah, if energy drinks have sugar. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the very chill edition. Jesus, bro, my ear. I know. I guess we wanted to, like, get a little, like, we were talking about cracked up in energy, so might as well throw some crack energy at you. No, not really. We'll keep it in a chill. I save all my energy for when I'm yelling about Brett Michaels. I get a little hype when we talk about music, because I like music, but... I save the energy for Brett. So, anything you want to tell on the podcast of life and tales and stuff to start this bad boy off casually for audio? Actually, yeah, I wrote down in my notes. I have a funny God smack. Do story. apologize real quick, listeners. We have timestamps that actually yeah, right. work now. Yeah, quickly. we figured out how they work. Yeah, I figured out it was the fucking parentheses. I didn't know that what it does. I didn't wasn't given a manual before uploading podcasts <laughs> to tell me like freaking quick actions to do whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there's always timestamps for the reviews. Yes. If you ever want to go to it. But right now, let's talk about life. What's up with God Smack? Okay, so what's up with that gob smack? So smack you like a bitch. <laughs> they have a song called Crying Like a Bitch. Yeah, it's crying like a bitch. Yeah, okay. Talking about old little okay. Nikki Six. Oh, that's right. Something okay, like so I was at work the other day and fucking my coworker, good friend Reven, they were working in the back. They had some music playing and I recognized one of the songs. Um, it was Voodoo by Godsmack, which is probably their best song. And then I was like, yo, is that Gobsmack? And Reven was like, yeah, it is. I'm like, yo, that's like their best song. And then right there, my manager, Jennifer, who is... Um, and the manager was here is talking. And then out of nowhere, she just says, the singer for God smacks an asshole. <laughs> I was like, what? And then she used to, she's originally from Boise, Idaho. Oh. And there was a Borders there. And back in the day, when he put his book out, he was there for a signing. And she says, oh my God. And he was just the worst. He showed up late. And when he did show up late, he gave off this energy of like, I'm here now type of thing, you know, like be in awe. And then she pointed out, apparently Sully is very, very short. Lol. Like he looked like he came <laughs> off short in, uh, we sold our souls for rock and roll, like, which we have reviewed and you can always go yeah. li- watch back. What number episode? I don't fucking know, but I think we did it. Bef- no, we did it before the DMX movies. No, we did. We, that was long before, but yeah. So she said that happened, and then she said, yeah, and then it was really weird because he was hitting on what looked like very clearly underage girls. I was like, what? And she said, yeah, they come up to him, sign the book, and everyone seemed so happy, but he didn't engage with conversation with anybody, only the girls. He'd be like, hey, you guys coming to the show tonight? Hey, you coming to the show tonight? Yeah, just stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, she just said- I like underage women. <laughs> yeah, she said they look like 16, but yeah, she said apparently that the he's legal just kind age? of- consent in Boise, Idaho? I don't know if Idaho's is. I know some areas in the 
back east are in the Midwest. But Midwest, yeah. Southern area. area. But yeah, she that she said she just said he was kind of a pretentious dick. You look like a pretentious dick. Have Which you seen I, that fucking shitty, like, like salon hardline quality beard? Which is funny because I told her how we reviewed We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll. And I wrote and I told her, I said, I, as I pulled up my phone, I said, I'm writing a note for this to talk about this on our podcast. Because when we were watching that, James said that Sully kind of seemed like a douche. And now I know, okay, I guess he's a douche. So, Dude, I got a great douche radar, son. <laughs> I just know. I can see. I can fucking see. But yeah, that's pretty much the only funny story I have. The only other thing I think if she told me that uh, that same year, Ted Nugent came to sign a book uh, that he wrote and people brought guns for him to sign. Sounds awesome. <laughs> that's what that's it. Yeah, now, he, was he, he cool, signed them right on the stock. Now, my thing is, was he was he more of a classy gentleman than Mr. Sully? She said he was nice. He gave he gives off a crazy man energy. But he's nice. And it sounds better than fucking Sully. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can just imagine that short man walks up and says, I'm just being like, hey, I'm here now, guys. Hey, you know what I mean? I'm here now. <laughs> My presence has been known. Yeah. That's All how right, she worded it. All right. Let's do this. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, mask mandate in the county we live in. So that's cool. Cool. Like, we're not wearing masks because yeah. we're freaking rebellious cowboys. Yeah, man. Not really. We both been sick with covid taxation so. is theft wow we had a good conversation on that earlier <laughs> yeah it's not talking about on the podcast you were putting we'll over, be here for a fucking hour you were putting over robert kiyosaki as the financial mvp i wouldn't call him the financial mvp because he never gives you direct financial advice mm, he puts you true. in the direction how to better yourself to freaking like you know he tells you to like go educate yourself on financial stuff. Yeah. Instead of telling you directly because he knows it's a too many variables. Yeah. It is too. But yeah, anything life with you on top? Fuck, I don't know. The week was boring. I was just dealing with <laughs> shitty goddamn ba- bandmates and stuff, just trying to practice all out. Oh, but at the same time, I had good surf like earlier in the week and this weekend as we're doing this podcast, once we're all done, I think we'll jam, but then tomorrow I'm going to go out and surf. Then once I'm done surfing, cruising to LA, maybe grab some grill mall. They got a pretty nasty looking burger for the burger of the month. Yeah, yeah. Which I should, you and I should either pull it up. Okay, yeah, you. I'll pull it. But up. I'll grab that bad boy, some fries, blow up my gut, and then I'll go head into freaking Brooklyn Heights to go check out a freaking hard, go check out a hardcore show, freaking hot, hot freaking. Power Violence Band, Regional Justice Center, get to go see them for, I see the third time. And really? Then, yeah, I know. Because I've seen them, like, I played a show with them, played, there was like fucking, it was like, uh, it was like seven bands on the bill and we're a part of it. And like, yeah, Regional Justice Center Center played in slow at that one punk house, Chlorophyll Cave. And then I saw him again in Orange County after I played a fucking horrible <laughs> corpse thrower set. Because, like, we showed up, we weren't supposed to be the first band, but we ended up being the first band because we actually showed up earlier. And we were, like, late by 10 minutes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and we played in front of, like, our girlfriends and, like, three other people there. And it was, like, a big stack lineup with other bands. And I'm like, this show sucks. <clears throat> that sucks. And then like, good friend and Seb's just like, yo, there's Regional Justice Center. Fuck this show. We're playing real quick. We're going to pack up our shit and we're going to go around the Orange County and actually go check out an actual cooler show. 
And that's what we did. Except about good, our singer Oscar. Him and his lady went to a goth club, get their spook on. That sounds fun. Yeah, dude. So here's the burger of the month, by the way. Dude, look. Okay, so. It's a fucking, it's a nasty boy. This burger is called the 200 Stab Wounds. That's a good, which is a good band. A.K.A. the Neil Diamond Cutter. Pull Pork. Yum. Corn Relish. Yeah. Pepper Jack. Mm-hmm. Chipotle aioli, aioli, yeah, is aioli, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and tortilla chips on a half pound burger. This thing looks fucking insane. Obviously, you know what it looks like. Oh, oh, look at that delicious mess. <laughs> it's a mess, all right. Fuck. It looks like, and I don't mean this as an insult. It kind of looks like shit. Like. But it looks like good shit. But it like, looks like but, a freaking hodgepodge mess. No, of- I mean like actual shit. Like you ever seen like when you take a turd, but you had like some corn or carrots and it's really pronounced in the turd. But delicious and edible. That was the only analogy I could think of. Wow. <laughs> but it, it, it looks good. That's <laughs> totally a great way to promote the burger. I'm sorry, Grill Mall. I lo- listen, Ryan from Grill Mall, you're a homie. James has seen you more than me, but I'm Edward still love you. You're cool. I Ryan. remember that time we were talking about Seether and post grunge and new metal bands covering random 80s songs. That was a fun conversation. Yes. But yeah, hit us up. We'll sponsor. Yeah. And then after the show, I'll meet up with good friend Bone Still and kick it at his pad. Yes. For the weekend, go watch go watch the all out pay per view. Which my mom's a fucking a, a fucking mark for now. Is she just marking the fuck out wait, for AEW or just for AEW? You? Because cause did you see the picture I sent yesterday to our wrestling group chat? Okay, I'll. Re- I like saw it once, but I think I was in a, doing like a lot of like bullshit. Let me check. Okay, so oh that one. So I sent a picture to our group chat of a conversation I had with my mom, and I said, "Yo, guys, my mom's a fucking mark." And in the conversation, she says, "Edward, Big Show's on AEW um, as his uh, name." As his name, I said, uh, oh, I thought she said new name, but yeah, she said, what, Paul? Why? She said, yeah. And then mom just says, okay, that's it, dot, 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 WWE sucks. Because <laughs> she's loved Big Show for years, and she's loved CM Punk for years, and now they're that, there. that's enough to make she her want to watch. watch. On Wednesdays. I told her, because she actually like wants to. I'm like, do it. Give yourself something new, you know? Yeah. She, she doesn't really, the only new show she watches is fucking Yellowstone. Oh, and it's some show called like, A Million Little I Things. I just know I watched the freaking out of Yellowstone and like a building explodes. I'm like, what the fuck's going on in Yellowstone with Yel- <laughs> buildings exploding? What's going on? Yellowstone, from what I can tell, is just is just urban cowboys being badasses. I don't know. It stars Kevin Costner. What was this fucking Texas Walker Ranger for the I modern t- day? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to watch that show again. I haven't seen it in years. But yeah, so that's what I got planned out and that's what's going on in my life. Boom, look at that. Hitting freaking 11 minutes. What up? Are we ready to go into the speed run? Are you ready for some appetizers? Are you ready to talk about our music review this week? I have an appetite for destruction. Yeah, okay, so Guns N' Roses. Oh, boy. This is like half the reason I was ready to... Oh, really quick. Did you do the Use Your Illusion dream list? No. Okay, well, I, I, I didn't make the time for it. Okay, that's fair. Well, I'll just, well, I'll read off mine at the end. Okay, so Chinese democracy. Here's a here's a really quick summarization um, about the history of this album. It took a long fucking time to come out. How long? Uh, <laughs> well, I think they started working on it in like 1997, 96. Oh, God. End of the 90s. 
and it came out in 2008. A lot of the songs on so here... So more than a decade it took a minute to finish. Yeah, he worked with a bunch of different producers, a bunch of people sponsored it. The joke used to be, man, by the time the album comes out, China is actually going to be a democracy. Which, you know, obviously it's it's not. It's not. The other notable thing about this is that near the end of the 90s, after Use Your Illusion came out... Um, Axl Rose became a really, really, really big fan of Nine Inch Nails. Did he know? Which you might be able to tell in the sound of this album. A little bit, yes. And as if to punctuate this, you know, most people remember that the fact that, oh, on this album, he had a bub- bucket head and bumblefoot. He also had Robert Fink, who has, except for a break between 2001 and 2008, has played with Nine Inch Nails live since 1994. Damn. So, just to reinforce that. But yeah. Um, oh, fuck. Forgot one quick thing. Remember how last time we were talking about Use Your Illusion? You know, you're talking about how Axel's the better songwriter and stuff. Yes. Coincidentally, yesterday, I got an article recommended to me where it was saying that uh, the, the article was called Use Your Illusion is Axel Rose's magnum opus. And the article was talking about how. Uh, the albums are actually the pinnacle of Axel's songwriting, not Slash or Guns Roses as a whole. It's it's his thing. Sort of kind of, again, validating what, what you were saying about that. So I thought that was neat. So what up, son? I'm calling it. So here we go. Track one is the title track. What the fuck? Sorry. What the fuck? Disregard me. I don't know why some noise was going on. Uh, so yeah, track one. It's the title track. I like this song. Uh, in fact, they actually still play this song live when I saw them. This was like the second or third song they busted out. It's got a good buildup, and I like it when that riff comes in. You know, the bow, wow, bow. I'm like, you know, and when the music finally comes in, you know, I'm like, you know, it ain't Slash, but it's still Guns N' Roses. Good chorus, too. Good song. Yeah, so what I thought of the song was, sorry, I got to pick up, but um, it was a fine rock opener. Yeah. Like, it didn't come off offensive. It was good. Yeah. All right, next song. <laughs> uh, yeah, because this is what because I was excited to talk about this album because remember all those Guns N' Roses fans we went fanatics or geeks we went to school with they all hated this album and I I was always under the assumption that this album was like detested so yeah, yeah. but like the first song I was like this I listened to way worse yeah way worse track two is way 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 worse <laughs> track two is called Shackler's Revenge I have three words and a number to describe this. Rock band two boys. Yeah, that's why I would say it was like I would just I think I just wrote down rock band and Buckethead. Woo! Oh man, that Woo. was kind of our childhood though, because you know rock band and then Buckethead. You know we remembered from Guitar Hero two with fucking Jordan. Um, but yeah, I like this song. It's it's I, I like the uh, I like the weird things they do with the guitar and the sound effects they make it's actually it's a pretty intense song for for guns and roses standards and i always like this song track three is called better which when it starts i'm like yo this sounds like late 90s um it's got the Guns N' Roses ballad or, I guess, mid-paced, like, chord progression. But I liked it. It's got nice electronic backings, like the pre-chorus and chorus. And there's some good hard rock on the bridge. So, yeah, I, I like that one. See, what I thought of the song, sorry, I'm, like, doing, like, freaking posting to my Instagram story for You're the You're posting podcast. to Instagram in the middle of a podcast? Hey, you're telling me 
some very insightful information right now of your insights of these songs. Insightful insight? Yes. <laughs> I wrote down this was an okay rock song. Oh, okay. Yeah, it shows okay. how much value I'm putting in. Hey, I'm pu- I'm promoting the podcast. Why are you getting mad at me? It's like the one time where it's like, oh, what? Am I supposed to stay? Well, no, no, no. I wasn't saying, no, I wasn't. No, I'm going to have some fucking. I'm mad. I was going to have, we're going to have Neanderthal tunes coming in later. I can't leave this shit out. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so track four is called Street of Dreams. You know, the first time I saw that title years ago when I listened to this record, I thought to myself, man, that sounds like an 80s ballad, which is funny because this is an 80s ballad. It's not just a ballad. This is a power ballad. A power ballad? Uh, Axl Rose can still play piano very well. Um, <laughs> his vocal delivery in the beginning is hilarious because he sounds like he's going to fucking cry, but it's the Axl Rose voice, so I can't take it seriously. Uh, the Axl yeah. Rose singing voice. Yeah. But it's all right. Uh, <laughs> just doing that shit. But it's all right. He's written better ballads. I wrote down, oh, Piano Boy we got here. <laughs> like, it sounds like something off Use Your Illusion, but it's the best song so far. A lot of songs on this record actually sound like they're off Use Your Illusion. <laughs> no, I think Use Your Illusion, they kind of came up with a sound. But I could yeah. say, like, compared to the other three songs... This sounds like off user illusion, and I feel like this is one of the best songs so far. Pretty good. Out of the four. Track five is called If the World. Okay, so these are the elements that are in this song that you hear within the first like 30 seconds. There is Spanish guitar over synths, a funky bass line, and electronic drums. Not gonna lie, it's kind of sexy. I think it's one of the more schmexy. I think it's one of the more uh, obvious like Nine Inch Nails inspired songs, but yeah, I liked it. They did some cool effects. It just kind of worked. What'd you think? I wrote down this is like uh, feeling a little bit of like some R and B right here, but it was a yeah, cool song. It did. Actually. I did like the freaking like guitar work. It actually kind of changed up a little bit. This yeah. was like okay, okay, we're getting something a little different. And I like, walked away. I was like, yeah, no, it was cool. This is a cool song. Axl Rose repeats some things sometimes with his songwriting, but I'll give him this. He does not stagnate fully. Six is called There Was a Time. It opens up with like choirs and starts off slow, but gets all hard rock for the chorus. It's fine. Nothing really grabbed me. I do have to say the solos so far have been pretty good. The guitar solos. You can really tell. I mean, sometimes it's more obvious when it's Buckethead and other people because I... Because like three, th- three at least, but almost four people recorded guitars over the course of this album. So um, when the guys four different people. Yeah, it was Robert Fink. It was Bumblefoot and Buckethead. But I thought there was at least one more guy. I just remember the dude Bumblefoot. Yeah. Because he has a name. Bumblefoot. Bumblefoot. Yeah. He also looks like a weird dude, too. Yeah, he does. Kind of does. I'm sure he's a nice guy, though. His music, I haven't listened to any of his I'm music. I'm sure he's a really, nice but, dude. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, anytime any of these guys, well, Buckethead doesn't really care because he's Buckethead, but any, and he's just good. Yeah, I wonder why, the, why was Buckethead here? Axl Rose tapped him as a young talent, and he was like, you know what? This guy is really cool, and he's a great guitar player. I want him in the band. But Buckethead was kind of weird. Too weird for Axel. Too weird for Axel. And Axel was really weird at this time. Buckethead actually did kind of screw him, though, because when he left the band, he didn't really tell Axel he was leaving. He just kind of left. And 
um, he didn't bail out on a show, but he bailed out on. He basically just bailed out of the band. But it's Buckethead. That's just how he is. Hey, have you seen the guy? He's like fucking Undertaker <laughs> tall with a freaking chicken fucking hat that makes him even taller. And a Michael Myers mask. Yeah. But yeah, um, anytime any of the guys on this record play a guitar solo, you can tell they're really trying to bring it. Yeah, I know. They are bringing it. Yes. That I'll admit, the guitar playing, the solos do rip on this album. They do. What do you think of this one? All right, I wrote down that this was kind of a cinematic score here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was cinematic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cinematic score. Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of like a cool song. Yeah. I can't say it was like lighting my world on fire, <laughs> but it's a cool song. Track number seven. Hey, you like ballads? It's Catcher in the Rye. Um, yeah, it didn't do much for me, but I respect that there's good playing on here. It just didn't really uh, grab me. I wrote down this kind of hit a filler wall. Yeah. It hit a wall filler. I'm just like, okay. Track number eight is Scrapped. And I wrote here, hey, you like Axel sounding like a fucking seagull for 20 seconds? Because that's what the opening of this song sounded like. There's all this weird just ah, ah shit going on. It was weird. But the actual song itself is fine. Um, it's fun little rocker, but it's filler. I wrote down like, I guess this, I thought the song was good. I'm like, okay, this is a good one. But then I wrote down, but it sounded like a song being that was influenced by GNR here. It sounded like a band oh, being influenced by, by G. G. Okay, I get you. Yeah, I'm just like, I had to. Rem- I know it's Guns N' Roses, but this sounds like a band trying to be Guns N' Roses on this song. Like, if this was another band. I remember. Yeah, I had to think of that for a second. Because you've used that analogy before. You used that with one of the last Iced Earth albums we reviewed. And you had said this sounds like a. No, I think you said that with Dystopia. You said it sounded like a band trying to be Iced Earth. Or maybe it was the next one. Yeah, but, Dystopia yeah. the album, not Dystopia the band. Yeah, yeah. I just went to the assumption of like, Dystopia the band? What the fuck are you smoking? Not the band, the album. And then like, I was like, oh yeah, there's an album, Ice yeah. Dirt. And then literally that album. No, I think the one after. Okay, okay, I thought That so. one, I was like, this Walls album. Walls of Babylon. Yeah, I just wrote down this fucking, I remember that because it fucking sucked and it <laughs> sounded like Ice Earth was trying to sound like Ice Earth. Yeah. Or yeah. like a band trying to sound like Ice Earth, which that's dumb and cathartic. You feel it when you're listening to that shit every, like fucking weekly. Yeah. Track nine is called, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's called Riad in the Bodens. Riad in Bonin. Because it's not Raid. It's R-I-A-D. I don't know. So the song has a slow ambient buildup, which I liked. And then I don't know what it was. This song just gave me single vibes like it was meant to be a single. It wasn't, but it, it was a. it was another GNR rocker. It was catchy. This is song number nine. Number nine. I wrote down as. Filler. It sounds like it feels like something's leaking into my ear. Yes. I'm leaking my like soul of the song as it was. Oh, fuck. Filler. That's so weird. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. If you're listening with headphones, James is slithering into your ears like a snake. It's like, it's like you remember how remember in Jungle Book the original one when Ka would do that thing with it or no no I'm thinking of the snake from Robin Hood and he'd always like tickle Prince John's ear with his snake tongue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna try to freaking tickle my mic with my tongue. <laughs> I don't feel like going hard on that yet. <laughs> Track right. ten is called Sorry and Hey. You like Sorry. Hey, it's like hey, you like ballads? Um he had I wrote here he has a funny a dialogue, not dialogue, but it's funny in line he sings in the end where he's, uh, I don't know, it's a sad, it's a sad song or whatever, but he, he says the line, I don't want to do it, but he says it very weird. He goes, but I don't want to do it. He says it really weird, but it was funny. Hmm. 
It's a little different. It's a little different than his other ballads, though. Musically, there's like, because there's like strings and shit, but like tone and progression wise, chord wise, it almost feels like they're kind of trying to recapture the country thing they did on Illusion, but with electronic shit in there. And they and they put they throw that weird shit on the guitar that's always in like cheesy R&B songs or like the word it's like a wah wah but it's not wah wah like her can it's like the wah, 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 wah. you know that shit wah, wah, wah. I liked it and then hard rock comes in for the chorus it's good another good solo halfway through also apparently Sebastian Bach did backing vocals on this song okay so that's cool that's something <laughs> see for what I thought of the song is like you no know this was a good ballad but then here I figure out the problem or what's wrong with this album? What's that? Oh, I'm going to save it to the end. Oh, okay. A little tease. But yeah, oh, this song, fuck. I like hit a wall. I was like, I know what's wrong with this album. Okay. So track 11, I wrote here, track 11 is an anti-DMX song because it's called IRS. <laughs> and hey, you like balance? This song I wrote here explicitly sounds like it was written for Use Your Illusion. It's it's good, but it's it's only all right. Yeah, I didn't come up with that assumption. I could see if there's a vibe of Use Your Illusion, but I also just wrote down Axel's Dodging Taxes with a good song here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So track 12 is called, I almost said 7, track 12 is called Madagascar. It opens with a section of horns and strings, and hey, you like ballads? It's um it has what I described here as a sexy R and B beat, which is a couple times throughout the album, as Axel is trying to be a sensitive thick man. This is when the weight gain started to set in. Um I can see it. And it's it's all right. It's easy listening, good guitar work. Also, there were samples of Martin Luther King. Yeah, I know. Cause I wrote down we're back with the movie score sounding music. But then there's that MOK sound bit, and I'm like, bruh. Hasn't Axel used the hard R N word before in a song? <laughs> a little awkward, but then it's like that's off GNR lies. Yeah, but yeah, we're freaking very far removed from that. So apparently, the idea was they were playing it. He was playing into his character at the time. No, that's what he said. And he was I, playing into his, playing into their. And there's a difference between the year of our Lord of 2021 compared yeah. to the year of our Lord of 1988. 80 something. something if you go on his thing he actually has like i don't know if you'd call him a democrat but he's pretty left yeah you'll be kind of shocked to realize uh people weren't people weren't trying to like go too hard on canceling that word and stuff yeah use of for it. sure obviously you shouldn't be going around using hard r and hard r n words yes that's just not cool in general yes please stop it don't do that <laughs> not cool yes so track number 13. I'm not trying to be funny here. No, no, no. I, no, I, I agree I, with you. No, I agree like, with you. I sound like, I'm like sitting here. It's like, why do I sound like I'm coming off very funny yeah. or like freaking sarcastic? I'm not. Please. No, we're serious. Racism is cringe. It's a dead meme. Okay, fuck. Now that makes it sound like a joke. Don't be racist, people. Fuck our lies. God damn it. <laughs> we try. I think people understand. I'm trying. That. But yeah, d- did you give your thoughts on Madagascar already? Was it the MLK one? Yeah. Yeah, that was the one because I went on the... We, we, oh, I, right, the Martin Luther King thing. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you had any... Yeah, okay. My, I think my favorite Madagascar movie might have been the second one. I only remember the first one, and then the, then the Penguins got a show. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> that came a lot after that, but yes, that is what happened. That's all I remember from Madagascar. The, what I remember most from the first one is that fucking song. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Holy fuck, that song is everywhere. You, dude, it was. What the fuck? So yeah, track 13 is called This I Love. And hey, 
They like ballads. Hey, you like fucking ballads? <laughs> I'm starting to worry. I wrote here. I'm starting to worry that Axl Rose can only write three kinds of songs. Three kinds of ballads, I mean. Because there's super duper power ballads. Like, um, what was that other song on here? Um, like, uh, I think it was Catcher in the Rye. Well, he can either write super duper ballads or he can write mid-paced ballads or he can write November Rain. But he only did that once. But he only did that once. <laughs> and then you can say Civil War is pretty good after that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, that one was really dang. But, uh, um, so yeah, it's all right. Uh, I wrote here, if you love the ballads on Use Your Illusion 2, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like this song or the other ballads. Not you specifically, but the people. Um, this might be uh, my, this. I said, I wrote here, this might be my favorite ballad on the album. Good solo. And then I wrote, it's a tiny November rain. I wrote down a kill piano ballad. <laughs> okay, because because I think you said in our last week, but you're just like, bro, November Rain feels like you're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. This didn't though. This did not. This did not. Uh, track fourteen is called. Oh, and we're done. Just about the last song. <laughs> I didn't mean we're actually done. <laughs> track fourteen is called Prostitute, and hey, James. You like ballads? Man, bro. <laughs> you seem like there's a couple ballads on this song. For real. I mean, on this album. For real. Yeah. For real, though, this one's like really good. It's probably the most unique ballad he's written or sounding, or at least most. it's definitely the most unique on the album. There's a lot of different stuff. There's like electro, there's like electronic stuff, hard rock, and strings. Blends really good. I actually wrote, you know what? This song actually kind of rules. And the song's called Prostitute, but the lyrics are like. There's one lyric where it's just like, you know, something, something prostitute myself. So I don't know. Maybe it's one of those being a rock star sucks kind of songs. But yeah, no, it was a good song to end the album off of. All right. I wrote down like, this is a really killer song. Yeah. You almost debate it as the best song on the album. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. All right. Okay, cool. We are, then we're in agreement that this was the best song. This the is the best song. Like, on they the finished album, out yeah. the album. Very good. So what's your thoughts? Well, who should share their thoughts first and shut the fuck up? <laughs> Oh, it's fucking good friend Dylan. Duck, I crashed out. Let me eat, then I'll leave. So he's going to be late. Cool, dude. Is he? I don't know. Who fucking cares? Know. It's Friday. I guess the I'll bus go, runs normal. I guess I'll go first. Um, I remember for years hearing this album sucked, and I remember I listened to it for the first time years ago, and I thought to myself, is there something wrong with me? Because I like this. I like the album. Runs together a little bit. I think I I think I'm pretty I can safely say I agree with you that Axel might be the best like songwriter in the band. But I think at this point it's the Axel Rose and Friends show. Back then he at least had other people to contribute and bounce off of, so it kept certain things about him and things about his songwriting in check. But yeah, the only but yeah, I can say I like it. Um this album was supposed to be dumbass bigger though, because they recorded like a lot of fucking songs. And at one point, they thought about releasing it as a triple album. No, there why, were so why, many. There were so many songs. No. There were so many songs. No, there were so many we songs. We've been here for two more weeks. <laughs> oh my! Thank God. Yeah. Pull back. Go yeah. Ahead. No, he. That's what they considered for a while. In fact, a lot of those songs he wrote, he still tried to kind of release over the years, but never gotten around to it. But yeah. Like so, the album. So here's the thoughts of my album. Because I wasn't sure. I thought this would be a fucking train wreck of an album. Yeah. But it was just more of a train wreck of the album like coming out. Because I wrote that. I was like, I like this album. 
and it was good. Yeah. Like the songwriting here never goes horrible. It never felt really offensive. Like these were really good, well-structured songs. And I still would feel like these would still feel fresh more, would feel more fresh than the fucking rock bands happening around that time period. Yeah. Or even sure. today. Yeah. I could say a little bit of that, but there is an issue though. The real issue of this record is that it had no soul. This mm. was a fucking soulless piece of work. I'm like soliciting to it. And like when mm. I said like I got hit on song 10, I realized I know what's fucking wrong with this. This album just feels like so stagnant, so too crisp, literally no life. It just felt soulless. And then like, bro, Rocket, because it like then Rocket mm. Queen came on right after I was done with this album and it was totally different. When I, when we listen to Rocket Queen, if you go listen to my review, I was like, you know, it's awesome, but it drags on. Yeah. But I wrote that, but then I listened to that song. This song feels so much more awesome. Has life. Yeah. Compared to this album, you come off User Illusion. It's big. It's freaking, there's a lot to it. Yeah. You feel there's soul and life to it. This most likely taking so long as it did and the whole process just became a chore. Because if you uh, try to achieve perfection too much, you're just going to have like a sometimes a pretty too stale of an album. You know what? When I Instead was of having life and spontaneity. You know what's funny? When I was listening to the album, and I think it's because we've been listening to these Guns N' Roses albums, I, I, I won't say I thought that because that's not true. Otherwise, you know, I would have just been like, yo, me too. But I felt like there was something a little missing and it wasn't Slash. It wasn't Steve Adler, Izzy. You know, it wasn't Duff McKagan. It was there was something that didn't feel right, you know. But now that you mentioned that, yeah, I mean, everything was really clean and like on time perfectly and stuff. And. That does kind of throw it off. That's not Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses is supposed to be raw dirt. Even uh, the user Even illusions are just a, like, a, like Lifeful, feel like there's yeah. life. So you know, I'll say this: some of those user illusion songs were too fucking long, but they still had like life and personality. In yeah, them. like this just had no life and personality. These just felt these felt like they were just songs. These just felt like just songs. Yeah. Sometimes these are good songs. Huh. But then I realized, dude, what makes GNR kind of cool is that there was a little life, a little chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh, fuck, you're on to something with that. I yeah. think I'd agree. That's why I listen to it. I'm Still like, like the album, but it, yeah. Because yeah, coming off of it, it's like, all right, this is where I hit a wall. Because you know, it's like, even I like to play it. It's like, well, I do listen to like electronic music, but I also listen to a lot of like punk rock and stuff too. Yeah. My biggest thing is like, I don't like modern metal bands. They sound so fucking boring and straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no imperfections. That's why I like freaking punk bands. There's energy in life. And this is one of those, this album had no energy in life to it. And Axl Rose is kind of a perfectionist. I don't think he's like a David Lee Roth perfectionist, but he's pretty perfectionist and like... Yeah, I'm I'm listening back to some of my to some moments on the album and like, bro, there's not a riff out of place. Even when they're kind of trying to do the classic thing of, oh, the guitar is going off on its own thing, it just feels perfectly like timed in and uh, I can't remember the words, but you know, quantified and yeah. stuff, huh? Like, and I listen to Rocket huh. Queen and I hear like. Look yeah. And I hear like lighter hits on the freaking hi hat and stuff too. I'm like, there's so much life to ugh. like. You can see Axel's actually getting into the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it's just like, okay, I've got my lyric sheet, I've got my headphones on. Axel Rose. 
Rose, you know. Yeah. But back then he was like Axel Rose. Like there's like, and it's not just because he's older and his voice is gone. He like, he can still be passionate. Like the guitar players on this album are like technically are sound, like yeah, really good, good guitar shreddies. players. Yeah, they're good guitar players, and playing these songs on Guitar Hero would be sick. But <laughs> none of them has a pretty like you, not, nothing has like a freaking that November Rain solo, simple solo. Oh, but there's an actual like vibe to it. Yeah, dude. That's the thing I came to realize of this album. And if you waited so long and you came with this soulless, this soulless thing. Fuck, I guess you'd hate it too. Yeah. <laughs> but that just comes with expectation. You know what? We People, sh- I had their, their expectation. Like, because I came in as yeah. like, all right, I thought this was just going to be bad. Yeah. Like, I thought like this would be like Machine Head, Machine Head playing new metal bad. <laughs> but no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'm like, this, these are actually pretty good. We should have got the triple album. We could we could have taken two we could have taken two three weeks to listen to it. That would have been fucking horrible. <laughs> I don't want that. No, I, I would have wanted. I don't know if either. I want to wor- put that on my worst enemies. <laughs> I don't think we'd be prepared for that. That's a lot of Guns and Roses, bro. And like, believe me, it's like list of Guns and Roses. Like, dude, I'm pretty stoked. It's like, I, I was like, you know, what? I generally can say it. I like Guns and Roses. Yeah, dude. Me and good friend Dylan were literally marking out about Guns and Roses the other time, like the oh, other, yeah? earlier in the week. And I'm like, bro, dude, we're gonna like. Totally mark out on Guns N' Roses when all three of us are chilling with Lizard. Oh, bro. Yeah. Yeah, because Toxic. Yeah, because yeah, fucking Guns N' Roses is rad as shit. Yeah. Of course, they deserve all the love they get. <laughs> you know what I and will And s- you can say they deserve a little of a hate, too. Oh, no, they do. Axel's a pretty wacky dude, but. He's better now. He's a lot better now. But. But some he, people are. I was like, I was talking about it last week. Some folks are just not going to forget the shit he pulled because there was a lot of wax shit. But you know what? He kind of does. I'm not saying he kind of deserves. I'm not saying he deserves it, but it's understandable why people wouldn't let shit like that go. It's not like with Lars Ulrich, right? Where it gets to the point where it's like, okay, come on, you guys. He's just, no. No, a- Axel, Axel gets what he got. And I understand. Gets what he gave. I can understand Chasing Perfection. Like, you can listen to Metallica's Black album. Like, they took 10 fucking months. Well, they yeah. took 10 months to record. It's not usually illusion. Are you ready for the blacklist? 65 covers. I thought it's already out. Oh, it is? Yeah. Let's listen to the blacklist. <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> that'd be brutal. No, that'd be really We'll brutal. be there forever. But that would be interesting. I don't know. Fuck. What do you want to listen to? All right. Do you want to just do one-offs or should we do another seasonal journey with a list of albums? Uh, we could probably do a one-off or two. Let's, let's, Unless you let's, just want to listen to Metallica. Let's do all the fucking huge 90 bands. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Now I don't know. <laughs> we can think on it. Yeah, we'll think we can on think, it. We'll think on it while talking about Brett Michaels. Yeah. Which, let me grab that timestamp. If you're ready to go into that, unless you want to take a quick break for us. Don't worry, it won't be a break for you, the listeners. Like, it'll just be like a bump and we're back. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I got my, I got my notes. Screw it. If, like, we get pretty agitated and want to quit, we'll, like, friggin' uh, step out for a second. But don't worry, listeners. It's just us that's stepping out, not you from listening to us. Yes. All right, start this bitch. Okay, so here we go. This is rock. This is, or I wrote here, rock of love. It's called <laughs> damn. Uh, season three, episode four. Yeah, I didn't get the title of this fucking. Uh, well, according to the YouTube video, no, it's, no, no. Those are just like cute taglines to oh, get okay. you into the fucking. Check it out. Know. Yeah, that's not the actual freaking title of it, but we're on episode four of yeah. Rock of Love season three or Rock of Love Bus, if you want to call it. But yeah. how does it start off? So everyone is waking up 
Ashley is saying she's basically stoked that there's only 10 of them left. And now it's better to get to the hot ones or something. I don't know. I just zone out whenever she's on screen because because I actually just talks like this. The Ashley whole thing. Just, yeah, no, Ashley just, just drones on and never raises her voice except when she's drunk. And it's just she like, drones. oh, my God. She just talks in a monotone tone, but she's got big boobs. <laughs> She literally looks like a porn star, but isn't a porn star. Yeah. So then oh. Big John. Oh, yeah. Actually, I got the title. Of this oh, great. Up. What is it? This episode is just called Roadies. See, even the fucking title stopped putting in effort. So Big John calls everyone out uh, to the parking lot in front of the bus. And uh, remember how last week you were like, yo, I heard one of these gals gets like taken away. How are they going to address it? Uh, yeah, they just straight up address it. They're like, he's like, yeah, Maria got pulled away to the hospital. And uh, yeah, uh, they never like disclosed. What, they didn't say why. And that's perfectly fine. Because, you know, to quote my boy, Robert Kurosaki, <laughs> in one of the lessons that you learn from Rich Dad Poor Dad, mind your own business. <laughs> You'll be shockingly to realize how much more happy you are or yeah. just how much is just easy less weight on your life that's fair now i don't know why i went there but i like maybe i just tell this people pretty often i'm always just sitting there always like get these catty peeps telling me about drama and it's like i don't know if you say something it's like bro it's okay i'm totally fine just minding my own business you don't have to tell me if you want to tell me i'm all yours all if these you don't want to tell me that is perfectly <laughs> fine all these books you've been reading, have you red-pilled? I'm so red-pilled, son. Where's Morpheus? <laughs> Do you? Oh, my God. Do I know Kung Fu? <laughs> Fuck, good. dude. Let's go fight on the top of the roof here. Yo, can I jump in on the roof? In slow motion in the rain. I almost re was ridiculously about to knock back my seat and go run outside and see if we could go jump on top of the roof. <laughs> Just from off the ground. What's up, listeners? We're back. And yeah, it turns out you can get on the roof. Also, Ed fell onto his car. Yeah. I just see that happening. <laughs> yeah, but he's fine, bro. Because of course I'd fall onto my car. Yeah, come on. It's the come on, it's the Matrix. Now Where as the a, fuck are we? Oh yeah, Maria having to like go to the hospital. Which which is fair they didn't mention why, because didn't you tell me someone died? I didn't know that was an accident that happened during oh, production. That's right, that's right. And yeah, Big John just tells everyone that Maria had to go to the hospital and all the ladies are putting in their condolences. There's like, oh, uh, Maria's like, she's just so really cool and nice and pretty hot and stuff. Why couldn't like Marcia go? Like, no one would miss her. <laughs> yeah. Now, as a fair man, Brett does make it a point to call her and he does, or at least we don't see him go, but he does say he's going to go to the hospital to see her. And hopefully he did. And if he did, that's really nice of him. Yeah, no, as I, as you said, freaking Brett, I thought he was actually a pretty classy gentleman. Yeah. Here, it's like, yeah, you know what? One of his lovely ladies had to rush to the hospital and she's off the show now, which yeah. is unfortunate. But Brett's like, oh, I don't want to like that. I'm going to like come by and say hello. Or yeah. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, telling him, oh, the hospital doesn't want, like, cameras, all this stuff, too. It was like, don't worry. I'm a rule breaker. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? You, I'm sure you, yourself, can go see them. I don't think you need all these fucking cameras in yeah, her face. Yeah, no. You don't, need, you don't need to sensationalize her or yeah. what's happened to her. But, yeah, and I will say Brett came off as a classy gentleman here. Yes. Just here. Just here. Only here. <laughs> and maybe there's, like, a couple little occasions, but this is the one time that <clears throat> this has been a minute. Yeah. They're more rare... They're more of a rarity than you think. Or a maybe there is rarity. or maybe there is rare exactly as you think. 
So <clears throat> the note says today they're going to Chicago, and he said he's going to watch their every move, which is creepy. I wrote down, look, I can see the note. Fuck it. So I wrote it down. Oh, yeah, that's right. You Rise and shine, my gorgeous nine. I always got to get a little bit of that cringe. Bright lights and big cities lay ahead. The tour rolls to... Big city lights don't shine for me, no... Wait, do you know that song? No. Fuck. I should go check it out, though. <laughs> Never... <laughs> All right, what the fuck... Oh, yeah. The tour rolls to Chicago, where you will watch me play, and I will watch your every move. Make sure you dress to impress... The ladies take that part to heart. For the big show. See you in the Windy City. Windy shitty. You know what's funny? As soon as they said they were going to Chicago, you know what the Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. You know what the first thing I thought of was when they said they were going to Chicago? CM Punk, CM Punk. It's just ingrained with that city now. Is your mom been just like going all hard and CM <laughs> going hard in the paint with CM Punk in the house? She's pretty. She's pretty stoked on CM Punk. Like I, I'm curious about CM Punk too. It's like. And, like, it's great watching the shows and all the people getting really excited. Yeah. Dude, the freaking crying fan. Like, that was, like, did, like literally his return was insane. Yeah. Literally, it elevated excitement as it went. Yeah. It was so gnarly. And it's that like, crowd didn't shut up. I know. But at the same time, where it's like, dude, I guess we were actually watching some genuine wrestling history right here. Yeah. It was insane. I thought he was dumb for good. And not just because of the shit with UFC, but I thought it was one of the things where, like, you know, WWE just burned him out on wrestling forever. But you know what? He's feeling like he wants to give it a go. Wait. What? Ah, ah. He found his smile. <laughs> no, obviously. That's a little wrestling in joke. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. You technically did find a smile. No, he really did. You see how happy he was? He's stoked. I know. You're feeling the vibes. All right. Where were we at? They're oh, yeah. going to Chicago. So, yeah, like you said, they get dressed to impress on the bus, which Beverly says is hard to do because there's only one bathroom. A dim lit mirror and no full length mirror. And they're all awkwardly trying to put on hot, sexy lingerie. Yeah. I'm like, they're going hard on this. This is like. To be fair, this, he's, is, this is basically stripper attire. I was going to say. Malone's stripper attire is not this ridiculous. <laughs> I was going to say, he did say, dress to impress. I'm watching your every move. I really wouldn't be surprised if they thought he was going to make them dance on a stripper pole or something. They had some idea. Like, you know, they're wearing, like, lingerie and stilettos as they arrive to... Well, actually, to, well, to note, they're putting on lingerie. And then we get shots of Marcia here as she yeah. just starts pounding down liquor. A lot. Like, she's taking shots, but she's, like... They get, like, a row of shots of her. And then she, like, go moons the other bus. <laughs> Classy. Like, barely moons the bus. And yeah, by yeah. barely moons the bus, she's only wearing panties. So there's, there's more flesh than panty ratio going. Yeah, exactly. So it's... It was something. It was something. <laughs> it's something for the TV. And Farrah and Ashley are talking shit on everyone. But then don't they, all, they always do that? <laughs> they always do that. Mm, so, they, so I wrote here, they go to some, because it looked like one, and said they go to some rinky dink little bar. And then I wrote, oh, I'm sorry, casino. Uh, so yeah, the gimmick is. Or, yeah, they go to the horseshoe casino. Yeah, horseshoe casino. And I get fucking PTSD looking at all the freaking like <laughs> slot machines. I'm just like, Fuck, you get PTSD. I got some PTSD. <laughs> what did you get PTSD, bro? I'm shut the fuck up, phone. <laughs> you know it's fine. Mine got notified the same too. Is that Dylan? Oh, it's fucking Bone Steel. Oh my god, what is going? What the fuck is this? He said a TikTok. You were on your way to get canceled, and now you're just dressed like this. 
I'm gonna keep it creamy with you, dude. You're the finest female I ever seen. <laughs> Straight up, dude. I would mess up my whole situation for you, dude. Straight up, dude. Ask my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually that was actually beautiful. <laughs> oh my face is on fire. Fuck. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. So the gimmick for this challenge, oh, everybody. Right. Yes. Is they need to be roadies. And I think as Taya points out We talked about they they showed up into like what well, yeah, like yeah. a performance theater. Yes. Um they're gonna be roadies. And I think it was Taya pointed out, yeah, they want us to be roadies and but we're all wearing the sexy gear, and then she's like, which I guess was probably the joke. Lol. Which yeah. Lol. He just said dress to impress. Yeah. Like and then he brings out their friend and stage manager, Joey Stumpa, who I wrote looks like a fat Todd Jones if he was a predator. See, I wrote down. I wrote down. He's a fucking. Oh god, where the fuck am I, well, dude? I'm, what are your notes? You're 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 more dis. Uh, you know, disorganized. I wrote, okay, here we go. Usual. We meet Joey. He looks like a sex offender. <laughs> okay, so we thought the same thing. Yeah, no, he totally looks like a fucking sex offender. But like, uh, when you're a fucking head roadie and you try to funnel chicks to Brett Michaels, I think you can get away fucking splooging on freaking unfortunate women's faces. Oh, he looks like he funnels women, all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he funnels something. <laughs> He funnels something. He's a fat fuck. He's a really he's he's not like obese. He's not like Boogie Two Twenty Two Ninety Eight or whatever. But he he's a he's a he's a big guy. Like he's a big guy. He might have a strong back, but I don't think he has the cardiovascular ability that the ladies have to deal with right now. As they no. have to do this fucking challenge. So they so they what they have to do is um well we know what this is, but to explain to the people. They have to pack everything in bags, wrap up the cords. Um, oh wait, I'm sorry. Before that, I forgot. Sorry, they had to pick teams. They pick picks out of a pick guitar picks out of a bag. There's red and black and a single green pick. Yes, Marcy. I'll just say who got the green pick first. Um, Marcy gets the green pick, and basically, everyone else. Get- everyone else just gets isn't as unfortunate as fortunate because yeah. Marcia gets uh, a little VIP treatment. Yeah. I, she doesn't have to do the challenge and yes. like easily gets to hang out with Brad. So the teams are. Um, I didn't really get the teams because they didn't really announce the teams. No, it was like, yeah, no, the show didn't fucking announce the teams. I wrote they just like <laughs> you had a bomb tell her team and that was it. I'm like, wait, I'm gonna have to figure it out. Fuck that. Hopefully Edward gets the teams. So one team's Ashley, Beverly, Britannia, and Natasha. And then um, I think it's Ashley says, well, yeah, we're going to win because we've already got, you know, with Natasha and Beverly, we've already got two dudes on our team. I'm like, shut up. And then two the, dudes on our team. And then the other team is the rest of them. I remember Kelsey. Really? You didn't get the team? I remember Kelsey. And Farah, who would the other ones be? It was, Mindy? It was Kelsey, Farah, Mindy, Taya. Wait, you remember? The, if you remembered, then why did I remember? I rem- I didn't remember at the time. I oh, remember okay, now because right. I watched the fucking episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't fucking remember. I can't they remember this cast say name. It. And I was like, "Fuck you, show! I'm not gonna try to figure it out." Do you think? Do they I think I ca- care enough to remember all their names? I thought you not would, this cast. I thought you would care to like try to get their names, but no. You and I were thinking. Hey, I remember Kelsey and Farah. Hey, and I remember the other two now. Hey, we're all, hey, we're just on the same vibe because yeah, yo, man. fuck the show. So, like I said, Marcia basically wins, gets VIP, which I uh, 
I'm just going to say now I wrote here in my notes, man, when they showed her drinking on the bus and she got the VIP treatment, I'm like, this can only end bad because I know how this show works. Yeah. Uh, but either way, whoever wins, like packing up all the shit and put it away in the trailer first gets the like, you know, VIP, the VIP. I don't know why I went VIP. VIP. Yeah, with the VIP treatment for the evening as they get to hang out with Brett near, get to near it, get to hang out near Brett on stage for the show. Yeah. And all the other ladies, uh, a little spoiler, get fucking nosebleeds. No, they literally get nosebleeds. It sucks. So, like I said, they got to break the stage. Oh, and this I also wrote down, I don't know the teams, so I don't give a <laughs> fuck. And then, like, they're trying to run up the stage. Because, like, they're switching out of their fucking stiletto aggressive heels to throw on some work boots. And Mindy's in front of the pack, and she's, like, barely walking up the stairs. I'm like, okay, that's weird. But then she's like, I have to piss really, really, really she bad. She really had to go to the bathroom. Like, she's about to piss her panties. Yes. Like, I would say piss her pants, but she's not wearing any pants. She's not wearing None pants. of these women were wearing pants. No. Oh, yeah, none of them were wearing pants. Unless you're Britannia. I remember I know this because it's like... Are those fucking jean shorts or jean <laughs> panties? Those things are like ridiculous. I would. I feel like jean underwear would be uncomfortable as yeah, shit. Yeah, but like they were like so itty bitty bitty. It's like it's like are they like losing? Are they like is acid eating away at those? Why are they so tiny? Those are, they're basically fucking bikini bottoms at that point. They're not even jean shorts. She was dressed. What to are imp- those? She was dressed to impress. Yeah, I guess so. So they're not dressed to do this at all. Mindy has to go to the bathroom. There's nothing. I really don't have any running commentary for the friggin' uh, challenge. Well, but- to describe what they got to do, they got to break the stage down, make sure the cords are wrapped up nice and neat, and haul it out to a trailer. It's a tricky job. It's a tricky job. I wrote here. It's a like tricky job to get done right quick, but it's not impossible. Like they're not doing it right quick. They're just going acting frantic, just tearing down whatever the fuck. Yes. I wrote here, Taya is being... Like, Taya for her team, she was taking control. Because earlier, Taya in a talking head says, like, oh, my dad was, like, a musician. And I've hanged around shows. So I know how to, like, strike down a stage and, like, set up a drum equipment and stuff. So She's being a girl boss and taking charge. I was going to ask, we've been tearing down gear for years. Do you think... uh, I could do... How fast do you think we could tear down gear? Uh, Well, here's the thing. Uh, There is a... My cardio level level's better than yours, but your cardio level is better than our guitar player. <laughs> and I think you'll get gassed out just moving his like rig, so That's true. This would actually be an interesting challenge, but we would be more organized though. Yeah. Of that course. for sure. For like sure. I think I would have more of an organized system set up. Yes. You do and have we, a system set up. And then we can run through that quicker, but they have more manpower and equally mm. in cardio throughout. Yeah. I would think ju- judging. You would think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But our car, it's like, but for us, it's like one dude's going to get gassed and be dying and need to take a break like 10 minutes, <laughs> like 15 minutes in. Yeah, I'll need it. I, I can go for like, how long can I go? Because I've got pretty good stamina. Well, it depends. Like, I don't know how much like the equipment is on there, but for sure, like, and I don't know how long it took them, but maybe. But then, like, you see, they're all, like, three of them are, like, carrying, like, a, like, thing at the same time. And we got fucking hobble leg having to help us, like, move that. And so, we're going <laughs> to... So, we'll, there'll be times we'll be snag at fucking snail pose, but... True. But we can also set up a system, too, where, like, one, hobble leg could be working on, like, the smaller items. Getting that all situated. Hobble leg is Dylan, right? Yeah, good Okay, I thought so. <laughs> You're so mean to him. 
Bro, <laughs> have you fucking tried to move a couch upstairs with him? <laughs> oh man, when I've had no, I remember we had to help good friend Bone Steel's sister move. I remember I had to help move a couch upstairs oh, with God. Dylan's hobble leg, and literally the thing is, how long can I hold on to a couch while this guy takes two seconds to walk up a step? It's just. And you're stuck holding on to a couch. Oh, God. At that point, you should have just tried to drag this shit up the stairs. Fucking. <laughs> so you, I'm putting that. It's like, I, I might sound like an asshole, but it's like, we're here to win Brett's heart, son. You got to think strategically. Oh, but I just wrote down, this was a mess. Yeah. There's only two things to note. Mindy had to bounce out and piss bad. Yes. Which Pharaoh was like, all I'm freaking about. But I understand those vibes. So she just went and ran to the nearest bathroom, which was yeah. most like a minute yeah. in a fucking casino. So she wasn't there to help start her team. And there was one thing. There was a moment where like Taylor was pulling out a big cord and stuff. Yeah. And then she falls off the fucking stage, which I'm like, ow. That was a pretty big fall, too. It's not it was a huge one, but it was a pretty big. one. Yeah, this ain't no fucking ghetto little stage. This was a freaking good like drop. And I'm just like. I'm like, she falls shit. Like, yeah, she falls off that. I'm like, ow, that must have hurt. Like, yeah, they're all wearing lingerie. Taya's wearing like a little leather French made little like lingerie thing. She falls off ow, but she pops up and continues working. Yeah, I got to give her credit. She was this pissed me off because she gets up. She's working. She's still going. She's kind of like tearing up a bit. Back up. Yeah, no, she bounces yeah. back up. She has a termination, but I guess she fucking really smacked herself like dropping down. So she's in some pain and literally she's trying trying to push through it and Brett's like hey please please come on take a minute stop you, you're not looking too hot come on but then fucking Farrah's getting all mad she's like she's crying over here like a little baby I'm like fuck you she just fell from like eight fucking feet bitch yeah most likely fucking dropped on her dome yeah how about you fuck you how about you go fucking fall off the stage Jesus Christ that, that like this Farrah and Ashley man they fucking piss me off they're fucking mean oh my god they're, they're like really no mean. fun they're no fun yeah, no, and like Taylor tries to bounce back, and it honestly is uncomfortable because she's like, she's crying. Yeah, she's like got tears and everything, and she's trying to work through the pain. And it's like this challenge is not worth it. Please take a minute to stop. Let them like ask how you're feeling and stuff. Yeah, like Brett, Brett and Joey are just like, come on. You this was a, this was the other. You know, or, oh, they gotta win Brett's fucking heart. So <laughs> I'll say this was actually this the this this actually was a pretty classy moment from Brett. So I guess that's two. But it was pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. But either way, and then like, right while the challenge is going on, Marcia pulls Brett to the side. Yeah. So what do you got here? They have a one-on-one, and like their whole scene is like, uh, they have a one-on-one, they flash well, back. Well, let oh, me yeah. do a quick thing, because yeah, Marcia comes up to ask Brett, and Brett in a talking head is like, oh, the smell of Doritos and tequila. It must be my lovely Marcia. Oh, did he make that rhyme on purpose? I don't know if he did, but I think I for sure did. But but they flash back to their puke kiss. Gross. Oh, yeah, that lovely puke kiss. And Marcia starts talking about how she doesn't love him yet. Basically, and like I don't know you yet, and like Brett's like, yeah, that's but the, fine. The we- but it was so fra- it was framed so weird because she just walked up and just started talking about that. Yeah, like no build up, and then it was weird. It was awkward. But freaking, yeah, Brett's saying, it's like, yeah, I can understand if we're not the love part yet, but I do think all you women are, like, really attractive, and I still feel like the lust part, and Marcia says, like, she's not the lust part either, and just 
Brett's just like, okay, I'm feeling a little turned off now. He says he that's what he said. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> and like Marcia doesn't think Brett's hot, and Brett's like, but I think you're hot. Well then. <laughs> and then like freaking Brett's just like sitting there's like, well, maybe you'll like lust over me if I was smeared in Doritos and tequila. God, what small PP energy? He's, he's very. We've commented on he's this. He's got before. some small PP energy. We've commented on this before, but his fragile masculinity. And bro. then I wrote that like we're at this point where ladies are trying to load shit into the freaking trailer, and yeah, I wrote I down, dude, this fucking challenge is beating the shit out of the ladies. Like freaking Natasha pinches her finger at one point too. Oh, that fucking kills! I hate that. Ah, and I'm just like, damn, dude, this fucking sucks. These ladies are fucking like. Hustling and bustling and fucking sexy lingerie, which isn't sexy. Yeah. It just seems awkward. And then, like, they're beating the shit out of each other. It's like, ow, fucking This is God. more brutal than the mud football episodes. Yeah, mud football is one thing. But freaking this is just like, dude. Yeah, they're just getting beat the shit on this challenge. But all right, who wins? Uh, If I remember right, if I wrote here right, yeah, red team wins. Who's on the red team? The red team. Oh, fuck. Um, whichever team doesn't have Taya. <laughs> So that was no, no, no. That was a, that was a bomb. It wasn't. Yeah, it was a bomb. That ah, fuck. It's Ashley, Beverly, Natasha, and and I got this. I got this. I got this. I can remember. I can remember. I have it right here. Okay, there you go. It's Britannia. Ah, the fucking disintegrated freaking booty shorts. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about Britannia. She didn't really have a presence in this episode. No. Her shorts had more presence in this episode. <laughs> I well, guess so. Well, at least it was fucking noble for me. Dude, I'm going to pull them up and you're going to go like, dude, are those even shorts? I don't even are remember. Are those fucking panties? Dude, dude, bro, don't. You just go. I'll, I'll pull that up. <sighs> so, yeah, they win. Red team wins. Mindy's pissed. Yeah, she throws on a fucking bitch fit. Yeah, she's like, you know what? I'm not even going to try because you know what? I guess it's just about who looks cute. And I was like, but they, what? No, they actually, this was they a physical actually, challenge. They actually won. Yeah. You had to unfortunately run to the bathroom and your captain fucking ate mad shit. This isn't like the stupid trivia thing. This was a physical challenge that they bested you in. Yeah, I know. Mindy's just being a freaking a little like, uh. This was given off, uh, who was the chick that they just threw off last episode? The crazy blonde that stole the socks oh freaking britney britney yeah this was giving off some britney vibes a little bit britney vibes but so yeah and taya is i wrote here muy sad so red team and maria go to the vip room there's food and drink and merch merch Specifically, there's like, uh, I think there's like necklaces and shit or something. Yeah. Because yeah. the winner is like, they go to the VIP suite, they get gifts, and I think there's dresses there too, so they can dress up and look hot for the show. Yeah. While the losers are stuck outside, hanging out near the bus, having a white trash picnic, as quoted by them. They literally just set up a table like what I have right here. <laughs> yeah. And friggin' they're just munching some foods and like just chilling lawn chairs. Yeah. So Brett walks out to them and he gives them a consolation prize. He brought with him four cell phones, um, and he said they have ring back, whatever the fuck that means. So well, it's like when you call on the phone and a song's playing while like it's dialing. Oh, okay. So yeah, they said whoever calls him and gets the ringtone, um, the ring back, the ring back, which is just the theme song for the fucking show, then they get to go to the VIP room, and the rest of them, in Brett's own words, get nothing. 
Which is true. So yeah, like, out of the losers, all right, I'm going to give you phones. If one of you gets to hear my shitty song, you're lucky. And you don't have to hang out. And it's like, all right, cool. Who won that one? Kelsey. Lucky her. She got to hear Go That Far. Oh, cool. Cool. Cool, dude. Cool, dude. There was some bits before that, but right, it was, I it got just, the shit. I oh, got sure, the shit. Sure, Yo, sure. come check that. Like, you gotta creep up close. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I gotta move the fucking... Oh, I'll fucking just walk over you. Ah! Just because I got the... Well, they're talking to the mic. What the fuck are those? Seriously, describe what you saw. Those... Okay... They're just, they're just the, like ridiculous. Those things look like Daisy Dukes, but way shorter. I like extreme, extremely short. Those aren't even booty shorts. <laughs> you don't even know. Are those like are those panties? Are those a? Th is that a? Is that like a thong? What are I've those? seen those before, but not that fucking short. Jesus Christ, dude! I told you it was pretty ridiculous. It's like, okay, like what the fuck are those? Yeah, no, okay. So those things go down. They don't go down to her thighs. They don't go down to her calves. They go to like her fucking pelvic bone. <laughs> fucking something, dude. They go something. I was, oh, yeah. Was so the funny. losers having the white trash picnic. Sorry yeah. for going back. Fair is bitching to the other peeps. Like, no, Farrah has a talking head about bitching about the peeps as they're bitching. I'm like. Isn't that something cathartic right there? Yeah. Like, they're bitching about losing and not getting their fair chance to talk to Brett, and she's sitting there like, and bitching. I was like, come on, why don't you freaking, like, man up? I'm like, aren't you bitching too? <laughs> yeah. It's like a double bitching going on. Yeah, they do the freaking, like, phone thing, and, like, Kelsey gets the ring back tone, and then Mindy is a miserable. Yeah, she's really... Not Mindy is a miserable. Mi no, not Mindy is miserable. I wrote down Mindy is a miserable. I see. <laughs> I see. Well, I mean, also, that's not wrong. No, oh, I guess though, Mindy is a miserable mess. I didn't read the rest of my notes. <laughs> and Taya's feeling miserable too. We're such a great podcast, you guys. I know, dude. We're the shittiest podcast in the universe. So back at the VIP suite, everyone's so, getting ready. Yeah, they're all getting rare. I almost said rary. Rary. Fuck. <sighs> They're all getting ready. Farrah's being an unlikable bitch. The huge. And then the losers walk to their general admission seats. And my God, do these seats suck? Well, not really. It's pretty small theater. Yeah. Like, you'll still see Brett just fine. I don't want to see Brett just fine. They're not far back enough. I <laughs> know. How dare they? <laughs> um. Yeah, Big John introduces Brett Michaels. Are you guys ready? Are you... Are you guys ready for the rock? Shockmaster. Ah, oh, that fucks my throat. <laughs> Shockmaster. Are you guys ready for the Rocket Love Tour Party? But the Rocket Love Bus Tour Party starts now. Woo! Like, hey, let me introduce. Yeah. Like, the show's not filled out. No, it's not. There's a lot of empty seats. There's a lot of dark, uh, there's a lot of un unlit areas, too. But I can still say Brett packed in like no, half he the packed. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there might be like uh, I don't know if there is a thousand, but you could for sure for sure say there is at least 500 people there. Oh, for sure, I can say that. So the ladies are off to the side. They dance this song. By the way, can I say? And I don't even know if I should point this out because it's obvious as fuck. They just cl very clearly just overdub the song over the performance. Yeah, <laughs> and try to line it up because yeah. like Beverly's all you get shots of Beverly like. 
Mouthing. Who knows all the fucking words? And I'm like, you know, you're my favorite person on the show, but that's hurting you. Yeah, I know. I don't know how much of Brett Michaels' band that you know, but freaking, you're most likely watching a poison. Oh, dude, you see her? She wasn't just fucking singing. She was like throwing her hands up like she's in a fucking new metal video. She was like, she was like, I'm gonna get you, wow. She was. I'm like, geez, calm down, Beverly. It is Brett Michaels. Yeah, and all the other ladies are getting fucking hammered, but Beverly gets hammered too. She's like Fred Durst in an old Limp Biscuit music. I thought she was gonna start breakdancing with a snapback. For realsies. And I just thought I was like, yeah, they're getting all stoked for a fucking poison cover band here. <laughs> oh, that's good. For some reason, though, the crowd was popped. The limited crowd that was there was Like, popping. they got the ones that were popping. Like, I'm sure there was a lot of people that were pretty just stagnant and they're stoic. They just like... Yeah, and as I said, Beverly... Rock of love. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Beverly's the only one that knows, like, the songs. A-Bomb is just sitting there, is like, watching him play... Made me want to F him. That's how she says it, too. Watching him play out there made me want to F him. <laughs> you don't seem like it. <laughs> unless don't sound uh, like it. Unless that's just your personality. That made me laugh. Barely's also like, if you don't, like, understand or respect his music, then why are you here? Like, does anyone respect his music? So, Brett's able to see the other ladies up in the nosebleeds. I don't know and how. Phil and Taylor, well, that venue's not that big. Well, yeah, but all those lights in your face, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just have shitty eyes. <laughs> Maybe you do, but Brett's able to see the ladies up in the nosebleeds, and he sees Fair and Taylor like enjoying themselves, like, woo, Brett's looking hot. And then you see Mindy become Mindy the Miserable as she's oh just God. sitting there, stoic, n- no mood to deal with Brett Michael's shitty music, which obviously I'm laughing. I'm like, ha ha ha, lol. <laughs> I love how for some reason this season just takes the piss out of Brett like more than all the other ones. Ain't it great? I mean, come on. Last episode, uh, What's Her Face was just like, yeah, he clearly has hair extensions. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the show realizes people actually hate this man, so let's (laughs) saying this is our final season. Let's bury this fuck. Let's fucking bury him. Oh, man. So they the show ends. And like everyone's uh, oh, so actually before that, I'm sorry, the thing with Marcia. Yeah, because Marcia, she sees a super fan that was really stoked. She walks up and gives her the get one of the gifts that Brett gave her. Yeah, it was, I the, think it was the like a necklace. Yeah, like a necklace and a friggin' wood carving box and shit. And friggin' like, here you go, you look like super fan. Here, enjoy this. It's like Yeah, you may it, sound Russian. Here is super fan. <laughs> hey, you are Brett super fan. I have freaking gift for. I have gift I have for gift you. Gift for comrade. I have gift for comrade. I'm actually not much a Brett fan. I don't even know what his music sound like. The only Russia I know Here is. Here you go. Uh, have enjoy. The only Russia I know is Sukabriat. Sukabriat. Uh, yeah, she does, and it's Natasha's like, why would you give away something that he specifically made for you? And I'm like. No, he no, didn't. He just he made got that it for you. He just, yeah, he probably just bought that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So they go to a bar called Push. Yeah. There's Joan the Bar. A, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. That's a great fucking name for a bar. I love that. I guess. It's like, oh, hey, welcome to Push. Welcome to Push. It's so good. It's like how in high school I wanted to name, I wanted to name my first band Fist. Like, it's cheese and kind of dumb, but you can get behind it. I'm sorry. No, I'm laughing. You get behind Push and Fist. Welcome to Push. Tonight's headlining band is... (laughs) Can't even do it with a straight face. 
So all I we feel kn- like I'm getting stupider with each episode of this season. Like, yeah, no. All the ladies are like hanging out in the bar, the winners yeah. and losers, and they get word that Brett is feeling pretty poop from the show. I guess he was giving it his all. Yeah, Brett can't make Maybe corpse or, or practice. Or he's having a diabetic attack. It's one of the two. Yeah, so Brett can't make corpse or practice. Or his extensions so. fell off and he needs to reattach those extensions. And, but either way, Brett's not yeah. there, but his band's there. Yeah. So they start partying and like Beverly, she doesn't like the ladies, so she's hanging out vibing with the drummer. On the drummer, you could tell that drummer saw her and was like, ooh. So he was like, Beverly's the most normal looking one out of them, but Beverly's yeah. still like a babe. Like. Oh, no, she's very, I think she's very pretty. So, because like she's got the tomboy thing going on, but she's still like pretty, but also cute too. So she's just, she's just hot. <laughs> hot. I like her. You get down. Yeah. Beverly's she, a, she's not like full on porn star heart. Like say Ina from season two, who I was like, Ooh, Ooh. I wasn't like, Oh, Ukrainian love tank. But Ukrainian love tank. I couldn't my believe dick. Brett thought that was a good idea. I know he said a lot of stupid shit, but Ukrainian love tank. Have you, you seem like you haven't watched the show before. I get, I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like for some reason, when we talk about these season three episodes, maybe I'm so delirious from us talking about other stuff. I just feel like I get stupid when we talk about Bus of Love. So yeah, but the ladies then like everyone's out hanging out on the casino right, floor, right, yeah, playing yeah. like gambling and stuff. And like you got A-Bomb and Farah as they're bullshitting with what I'm guessing is the guitar player who looks like fucking budget Vince Neil. He really does. He was thick too. Like they were talking and like he was like saying something about them and he got them to start making out with each other. Yeah, they just kissed. And no, it, he referenced the. He referenced. He didn't not by name. He mentions Christia and uh, Brandy C from season one because he says season one. Yeah, yeah. I guess he watched the show. Maybe, <laughs> which is hilarious. Maybe Brett just has that on repeat in the that tour bus. That is hilarious. The idea that Brett's bandmates watched his shitty dating show. You think they called him up each week and just be like, Brett, what the fuck were you doing taking those pictures? <laughs> Or yeah, shit like that. <laughs> Brett, why'd you give her a guitar but then send her home? I have a feeling these dudes aren't no better and aren't positive role models because this dude makes them like make out all oh, hot like and he's like, woo, yeah. And you got like a quick edit shot of like the black, the car dealer just going, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's nothing for uh, for a casino. Yeah, we're at a fucking casino. And then, yeah, once they're done freaking kissing and stuff, they look over and, at Beverly. And, and, yeah. You got ass to go, hey, hey. Oh, is that Beverly fucking making out with drummer night? No way, man. And then, like, wait, what? And then, like, you get an edit shot that they barely caught of, like, the drummer and Beverly kissing. And he's like, oh, okay oh. then. Beverly's a player. She must have read Neil Strauss's The Game. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, and so- then Abel throws a fat bitch fit. Oh, dude. Like, she becomes a fucking Brett Justice Warrior for no reason. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, it's Beverly freaking out. Like, God. With, with What's the funny is she bitches out the drummer more than she does Beverly. Oh, I think I want to go. <laughs> and then, like, freaking this one moment where someone tried to ask Ashley, is like, hey, wait, what'd you saw? I was like, I don't know. I want a cheeseburger. No, that was Beverly. She went up to her and she, yeah, she did. It's like, yeah, wait, yeah. what'd you see? It's like, and she's just what looking around. Say? I hear you saying something. She's looking around. So quiet. She goes, oh, I want a cheeseburger. I want a cheeseburger. I want a cheeseburger. I'm just like, God damn, what the fuck? I hate it when drunk people like latch onto one thing and they repeat it over and over again. And and you just can't talk to them. That's what she was doing. Again, I, I fucking hate Ashley. 
But yes. Yeah, I know. And then friggin' from there, because once they're done with the casino, then we get a, like, or maybe after commercials, then we get a shot of A-Bomb just vomiting in the bus. Yeah, a couple of them puked, A-Bomb, Ashley. I think they drank a lot of liquor. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, Brett's bandmates are a bad influence. Oh, hey, you want to be a good impression on Brett? Smash some liquor. I'm gonna be sus of. Lol. I'm gonna be sus of anyone that plays with Brett by choice. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yes, that's happening. Everyone's puking. They go to the bus. Then everyone's talking about you know. And then, no, sorry. Then they go to sleep. Then in the morning, well, it's like they come out of the bus and Ashley's just a friggin' um. What did I wrote down? It's just more. Ashley mayhem because then like there's a, they get to the hotel they go up and then Ashley's vomiting into a friggin like uh, a trash can because I can't yeah. remember what a trash can is it's like where's the trash can where's the trash can it's like it's right there and just friggin vomits and stuff and then yeah I guess we're in the next morning and peeps are fucking hungover really hungover Yes, they are hungover, and then they start talking. To, they're trying to start trying to talk to Beverly about, "Hey, man, what was up with you kissing that?" What's funny is Ashley's being like weirdly civil with her. She's she's not like she's not like you fucking make that. She's like, "No, I swear to God." I she's like Shawn Michaels in the Brett talk. No, I swear to God, I saw you make out with him. And Beverly's like, "I don't remember that at all." But she seems like genuine that she doesn't remember. She might have got blackout drunk, which it didn't look like she drank that much. But okay, maybe she has better composure. We don't see the amount of liquor they're actually drinking. True. I just assume, yeah. She, she came on with better composure than Ashley because Ashley was just like, <laughs> which here you can also debate because the lovely ladies of Reality Graveyard, I use as a reference to like also oh, yeah, keep yeah. an eye on the show and stuff and grab information. They had a psychoanalyst on Beverly because right now, Beverly, you can say, is a, a divorced mom. Yeah. And like she looks young and pretty still. Yeah. She might have wiped up early. Got some kids. Sounds about got right. Got the divorce. And they're like, you know what? Maybe Beverly didn't have herself a party a party phase in her life. So maybe this mm. one time she might have went down, went hard, and made out with the drummer. And got blackout drunk. Honestly, that makes sense. Yes. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And I'm like, okay, I can see that out of Beverly and like her making out the drummer and stuff. But like I can see like some people go like Brett Justice Warrior. <sighs> And That's, Beverly just like is not aware that she made out the drummer, or she d- is aware, or just like, but she's like, but out. she seemed like she was actually like being like, no, I really don't remember. So I, she's I, more maybe like she a blackout drunk. drunk. Yeah. Hey, she was vibing with the drummer pretty hard. Yeah, he seemed all right. Hey, out of all the dudes, you can say the drummer got action <laughs> compared to fucking silly Vince Neil boy. <laughs> Yeah. That we saw. I don't know. I don't want to see Silly Vince Neal boy try to like lay pipes. So <laughs> if I want to see Vince Neal, I'll, 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 I'll watch a Vince Neal compilation on YouTube. Oh my God. Those exist. Yeah. You haven't seen those. Is it just him being fat and horrible? No, it was just, it's just compilation of him messing up live footages. That sounds like him being fat. Yeah. Sounds like him being fat and horrible. So, um, yeah, that happens. And then, um, Oh, there was one moment where they like physically shamed the drummer's appearance because they're like, man, she must have been drunk because he was not cute, the drummer. And I'm like, I thought he looked all right. He looked like a normal chilling dude. He looked better than fucking Vince, uh, Tiny Neil. Yeah, fucking Vince Neil. Dollar store Vince Neil here. Yeah. He's not so, that cute. It's like, what? He's like normal fun. It's like, well, you're not that cute. You just got big chest. Yeah. 
lady. <laughs> uh. Uh, so Big John comes in with a note, and it's kind of funny. He asks Marcia to read it, and she's like, oh, me? He, he, there's like this weird close-up of Big John looking super aggro. He's like, yeah, your name's Marcia, isn't it? I'm like, calm down, Big John. <laughs> yeah, for re- reals. You don't have to go so hard for Brett. So so there's a funny moment because Marcia reads it, but no one can understand what the fuck she's saying because apparently she's already tipsy and her accent is thick as shit. So th- That's so already turned up, so she can't yeah. really speak to English. Well, I was like, wait, what? And I didn't bother to rewind this to check There's no point saying. to. There was no point. So now the winner's date. This is probably one of the best dates he's had in a while because it was simple, but it was fun. So what he does is he did, did, pfft, what he does is he's taking them beer well, tasting. We gotta think the last date was a fucking uh, strip club. Yes, and the date prior to that was in a hot, humid weather in a freaking farm. Oh yeah, that's right, man. That date sucked. Yeah, so you had two shitty dates, and then you have one. It's like, hey, let's go to a brewery. Let's grab some uh, unique brews and. Grub down on brewery food. I'm just like, brewery food's dank, so... Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. I, I'm not much, I'm not really a drinker, but like doing a beer tasting like that, where you, know, you got those... They're not shots, but you, know, you get those little glasses, and then you get to dine on some pub food. I'm like, you know what? That sounds nice. So, yes. That sounds nice. So... Uh, we cut back and forth between them there. Then at the hotel, everyone's talking about, man, who do you think is going to go home? And Mindy basically all but says, I think I'm fucked. I think I'm fucked because <laughs> I was Mindy to miserable. And Farrah's the one asking the question. It's like just Farrah, Taya, and Mindy yeah, as they're yeah. talking. And it's just like, yeah, no, I think I'm fucked. I haven't been enjoying myself and I haven't really got much opportunities to really talk to yeah, Brett. Yeah, she hasn't had a date with him yet. So the, and then at the date, Ashley brings oh, up. I forgot to say they went to the brewery and like, yeah, it was, who's ready to try Brett's brews? Did he have his beer there? I don't know if he has a beer. Wait, did he say Brett's brews? Yes. <sighs> I know. Where's that cringe? Why did you forgot the cringe? I don't know, bro. I'm not pause. I'm not pausing it every minute and a half like I used to. Okay, that was fucking murdering me. I told you. I don't know why. I kept on pausing half i guess there's worse stuff try to mention i told you ever since we started watching those movies on the regular it improved my note-taking quote-unquote because i could just let that shit play and unless something important happened i could just be like that last steven seagal movie was the worst one because the pacing was so awful i had to keep going pause 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 because they they cut between like 10 scenes and like Two fucking minutes for realsies. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, Beverly wants to talk to Brett about the dr- about her and the drummer thing, or like what has been told. And then like a bomb tells Brett about Marcia giving her gift away to a f- friggin' fan, and Brett is like low key not stoked. No, he's pretty. He's at the time at, at the date. He says. Like, I get why he did it, and I'm bummed about it, but it's also, that was really cool of you, so I'm like, okay, he's kind of understanding. But in the talking head, he's he's basically just like, that tells you something. When someone gives away a gift, that's someone got for you. And on one hand, I want to be like, you know, if someone gave away a gift I bought them, no matter the intentions, I'd be a little bummed. But that was something I specifically got for them. That's something that he maybe spent like 80 bucks on tops, and it was going to go to any of them. So... It doesn't, it, it's hollow. 
But then, yes, he's kind of bummed about that. But then Brett brings up a report from his stooges of that Beverly had a little too much fun. Yes. And then discuss about her, like, kissing the drummer. And Beverly says, like, dude, I was blacked out drunk. She said, I really don't remember. Um, but I and, and I admit it wasn't cool, but I really don't remember it happening. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about it, but I know when the right time was. Like she's being really cool about it, and Ashley's like trying to instigate. Yeah, I I don't know if they gave him directions off screen or whatever, but Ashley's trying to do the whole you know, oh let's yell at the dinner table thing. But listen, she's no Heather, she's no Lacey, she's no Destiny. She cannot emote. She's not being like, I saw you make out with him like they would have done. She was like, I saw you make out with him. Just like, are you dead inside, lady? Oh, no. She kind of does come off dead inside. But yeah, and Brett's just kind of like, man, that's not cool. That's basically his reaction. Well, no, his thing is just like, he says some bullshit. <laughs> Literally, Brett says, oh, I thought so like, too. he says, hey, hey, if you invite me to come to your show and then you start like freaking started trying to like be drunk and make out with my friends, that wouldn't be cool. If you were like, if, if I, no, he's like saying, if you invite me and I was doing that, you think you'd be stoked on that? I wouldn't do that. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Brett. I know you've done that. <laughs> come the fuck on no no i he said i wrote it here yeah he said he literally said if you invite me out to a show i'm not making out with your friends i'm like okay 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 shit if you got liquor bull shit <laughs> you make it seem like you've never done that i brett knowing you and how much you fucking flex how much of a cool rock star party boy you yeah, are yeah yeah you most likely fucking done that, so like, quit fucking being oh, high and fucking mighty here. Bullshit. No, that was bullshit. And the date's uh, over. Yeah. So then, uh, oh. it's basically elimination time now. Yeah, no, we're here at eliminations. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Amazing. Fuck the show. Fuck the show. Ah, man, I really want some. I want those. Wing, I want those thighs from Wingstop. Yeah. I can't. I've been thinking about them all day. <laughs> I know this is not related at all, but I'm just like, man, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm hungry too. I don't know if I want like Wingstop though. I just want the side. It's in the fries too. Oh my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. So yeah. It's uh, Illuminations. Mindy has a talking head that she's not yes. stoked where she's at and like, you know, with the Brett thing and like her acting miserable. And Beverly believes that she's going home because yeah. of the drummer kissing and stuff. It's like, I think I shot myself in the foot. So I'm fucked. Yeah. So, in order, he saves Ashley, a.k.a. Abum. Then it's Natasha. Then Farah. Then Kelsey. Then Taya. And then Britannia. And then some bullshit. Because now we're at the final three. And then Brett's just like, all right, I gotta do this. Big John, take the whole hold back the passes, just head on out. And then, like, Brett goes on his monologues as he thinks... Marcia is beautiful and has a wonderful soul, but he feels a misconnection with the with between him and her. With Mindy, he feels like he's physically attracted to, but he also feels like she's still a mystery to him. And then Beverly, he says that the make out with friends bullshit again. It's like, shut the fuck up, Brett. Why? <laughs> shut the fuck up, Brett. He was doing pretty all right this episode, except for that. Yeah, I know. And uh, and he just basically says, Beverly and Mindy can stay because due to the stipulations of the show, unless someone's really a big issue, yeah. he only has to eliminate one person. So Marcia goes home. So he made that big old deal for fucking nothing. 
when he gives about the guy he seems a little melodramatic <laughs> so basically yeah what you said's what happened marcia you're cool but disconnect mindy you're hot but no connection beverly bro you kiss my drummer that's not cool okay. so yeah Come um on. he basically i'm the hot one <laughs> what's going with the drummer so drummer doesn't have a bigger <laughs> dick than me don't say that he's got a big penis <laughs> they say you have a big penis right uh, he's probably he just, doesn't wear eyeliner. Come on, <laughs> I vibe with you ladies more. He buzz. I he, wear eyeliner. He has a short haircut. He doesn't have tasty extensions. Yeah, come on. But yeah, he ba- his whole thing with Marcia basically. I mean, yeah, he mentions the disconnect, but he basically just points out the gift. Giving. You gave away my gift. That's not cool. I'm not stoked on that. I got you a gift. Come yeah. On. And I, I thought you would like, like it, but why are you giving it away? No, I'm, I'm just like, like okay, you what my the feelings? And I'm like, okay, Brett, what the fuck ever. And then, like, Marcia's sitting there and is like, you know what? I didn't feel him. I didn't think he was that attractive. But, man, the party was lit. <laughs> That's what she says, yep. And Brett and everyone are, like, in the bus with, like, red solo cups. And they like, you know what? Cheers to Brazil. They drink. And then, yeah, we have in the credits where Marcia is doing multiple takes of her reading that note. That's the show, everyone. Yay. Brett Michaels. Are you ready for episode five? No. Well, don't worry. It'll be a week. You're good. It'll be a week. It will be a week. Indeed. Indeed. I also have to poop. So, unless you have anything that you want to say, I guess this is the show. Yeah. Listener, listening from homies, thank you for listening. This is the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show with their host, James and Edward. And I hope you have an awesome, good one. Adios. Same.